Welcome to the Mastervice Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today, we'll talk about Dexcom's plan to bring glucose sensors to people who don't use insulin, Medtronic's appointment of a new director, Conformis' acquisition, and more clinical trial news from Cook Medical and Sensionics. For Sean, thank you for joining me. Besides all the American Diabetes Association news that we have today, how do you feel about the state of medtech today? Uh, you know, definitely intrigued, I guess. Uh, this Conformis acquisition is quite interesting. The Cook Medical FDA approval for a trial is quite innovative technology. I just uh, a lot to a lot to unpack. Well, let's not make our listeners wait any longer. What's the first thing that we should know to start our day today? First thing is from that American Diabetes Association scientific sessions, and that's data that supports the safety and accuracy of the Sensionics 365-day CGM. So some positive steps for the company as it's looking to double the wear time of its implantable continuous glucose monitor. And it looks like there were two kind of arms to the key findings at at this announcement. So what were some of the key findings of the accuracy evaluation? One feasibility study evaluated 32 patients using a modified ever since CGM system, assessing if longevity could extend through 365 days while maintaining accuracy. And key findings included that the sensor longevity registered at 97% through one year, providing safety with just a few minor skin irritation adverse events. The mean absolute relative difference, or MARD, which is an accuracy measurement for CGMs, came in similar to the 180-day ever since E3 CGM. So basically what Sensionics concluded is that the feasibility study showed that the system could provide accurate performance through a 365-day period, which is obviously good news for the company as it looks to double the wear time of the existing platform. And what were the key findings of the glycemic improvements? A multi-center study followed CGM-naive patients for six months of self-monitoring their own blood glucose. Six months of ever since CGM use followed that six-month self-monitoring period, with 90-day ever since users transitioning to the 180-day E3 once it received FDA approval. So there's a little bit of gray area there as far as the longevity, but the point is that they were using the Eversense CGM and the study looked at changes in glucometrics and HbA1c. In the first 100 patients who completed the study, Sensionics saw a decrease in HbA1c after six months of the self-monitoring. However, a further significant reduction after six months of Eversense use occurred as well, meaning that effectively the use of the CGM helped more than just self-monitoring. CGM also resulted in a significant increase in time and range and significant decreases in both time below range and time above range, with two-thirds of the patients achieving greater than 70% time and range by the end of their CGM phase. The company concluded this by saying that the study showed superior glucose outcomes achieved with six months of Eversense use compared to just self-monitoring. Interesting. Continuous glucose monitoring systems have revolutionized diabetes management by providing these real-time data on glucose levels. But what are executives at the company saying? Well, Tim Goodnow, the president and CEO of Sensionics, said that the company's growing library of clinical evidence demonstrates the value proposition of the system and supports the efforts of Essencia, the company's global commercial partner, as they look to drive increased patient and provider adoption for their implantable CGM platform. All right. What's the next thing that we should know? Cook Medical received an FDA nod for its endovascular graft trial. The investigational device exemption trial could lead to a new way to treat aortic aneurysm. 
So what will that study evaluate? The study will evaluate the zenith fenestrated plus endovascular graft. It will assess the safety and effectiveness of this graft in combination with Bentley's Inamed B-graft balloon expandable fever bridging stent graft system. Companies hope to look at the treatment of aortic aneurysms involving one or more of the major visceral arteries. Aortic aneurysms pose significant health risks, and this trial represents a positive development in treating this condition. What makes this device stand above gold standard treatments? Well, according to Cook Medical, the only option for treating complex aortic disease is open surgery. So this alternative option extends the proximal margin of aneurysmal disease for endovascular treatment to include patients with more complex aortic disease. So it could potentially expand the options for these patients. Interesting. And what do executives think about the study? Johnny LeBlanc, the director of aortic product management at Cook, said that the clinical community has been asking for a durable, low-profile commercial device that allows them to easily treat more patients. The company pioneered this technology with key thought leaders and continued to listen and innovate to the market needs. It received breakthrough device designation from the FDA, so the company's excited to see this innovation progress into a clinical study. He called it the next generation and future of fenestrated technologies. Let's segue into some more diabetes news. Right, more diabetes and more CGM news as Dexcom looks to bring a new glucose sensor to the market for people who don't use insulin. So it looks like a pretty big commercial play for a company that actually recently changed language in its mission statement to go from serving the diabetes community to serving health in general. Yeah, I mean, diabetes management is not limited to insulin users alone, and Dexcom's endeavor to develop this technology for non-insulin users reflects some sort of commitment to inclusivity. What features will this new product have? Well, it'll have a 15-day sensor and a cash pay option with new software experience tailored for those not on insulin. Dexcom hopes to bring this product to market in the U.S. by 2024. And how does Medicare coverage play into this? Well, two months ago, and we've covered this at length, so I recommend for the full scope of it going to our site and reading, but CMS updated CGM coverage to include people with diabetes who receive insulin treatment or have a history of problematic hypoglycemia. According to Dexcom, new projections following this expansion show that three to four million Americans now have CGM coverage and commercial insurers have followed Medicare's lead faster than expected. And the company estimates that 60% of its commercial coverage is already in place for people with type 2 diabetes on basal insulin. Right now, Medicare wouldn't cover the population that Dexcom is looking to move to, but I think there's sort of groundwork in place for the company to then move towards that and potentially address millions and millions more people. Obviously, this is a big move for the company. Did Dexcom provide any new financial outlook on this news? Uh, On this news and in general, the company has reported strong performance, and so it updated its year-end 2025 financial targets. So going a year ahead, company projects revenues between $4.6 billion and $5.1 billion. It had previously projected between $4 billion and $4.5 billion, so both ends raised. And it's also a significant uptick in just two years with full year revenue for this year, 2023, expected to land between $3.4 billion and $3.515 billion. So big, big growth plan for Dexcom. And you can see why they've got a lot in the pipeline looking, looking down into the future. Let's move on to some news from another billion dollar medtech company. That's right. Medtronic has appointed Greg Lewis as a new director on its board. And he brings a ton of financial leadership experience to the medtech giant. So where does Greg Lewis currently work? He currently works as Senior Vice President and Chief Financial Officer at Honeywell. And can you give us a little of his career history? 
Well, he joined Honeywell in 2006 and since then has taken up a variety of financial leadership roles across the company. That includes VP of Corporate Finance and Chief Financial Officer of Honeywell's Automation and Control Solutions segment. He also began his career at Kraft Foods and eventually moved to Tyco International and the Stanley Works. It seems like Medtronic is committed to bringing in top talent and leveraging their diverse perspectives to navigate the ever-evolving landscape of the medical device industry. What did CEO Jeff Martha have to say? Martha said that Lewis's background in financial leadership across multiple industries will be a strong asset as Medtronic pushes forward a comprehensive transformation that will set us up to deliver on durable growth. And what's the last thing that we should know for today? The last thing is that Restored is set to acquire Conformis for $2.27 per share. So very big M&A play in the orthopedics and additive manufacturing space. And what does that company do? Restored develops 3D printed orthopedic implants. The company lists its mission as aiming to expand the reach of personalized musculoskeletal care. Its technology combines 3D printing, AI, biomaterials, and digital health. Obviously, mergers and acquisitions are common in the medical device industry as companies seek to enhance their product portfolios and expand their market presence. It's especially been a trend this year. What are executives at both companies saying? Well, Restored CEO Kurt Jacobus said that the combination will create a leading personalized 3D printed medical device company, two companies sharing common belief in the power of personalization by leveraging the strengths in their respective portfolios. Jacobus believes they'll see tremendous opportunity to offer clinically differentiated and cost-effective solutions across the orthopedic landscape. Meanwhile, Mark Gusty, the CEO of Conformis, said that after nearly 20 years of revolutionizing the orthopedic industry with personalized treatment and patient choice. The transaction is a testament to the value of Conformis's portfolio and the strength of its core technology and intellectual property. And when is that transaction expected to close? Companies expect the transaction to close by the end of the third quarter in 2023, but it remains subject to approval by Conformis stockholders and other customary closing conditions. That's all the news that we have today. Thank you again for coming on and giving us all of your insights on all this news that we have today. My pleasure. And as always, read more on Mass Device and check out our show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. Where can our listeners find you, Sean? Find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.